SBO in demand. Your official resource on school business. Welcome back to SBO in demand. Today we're featuring the Marcus Whitman Central School District. Their superintendent, Dr. Chris Brown, joins us to speak about their vacancy for business administrator. Having been an SBO himself, Dr. Brown is someone who knows the importance of the role and what a major impact it has on the district. Tune in to learn more about this exciting opportunity. Today on SBO in Demand, we have superintendent, Dr. Chris Brown, superintendent of the Marcus Whitman Central School District. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I appreciate your time today. And, you know, based on, on what I'm seeing here, you're looking for a school business administrator. So before we kind of get into what your expectations are, can you give our listeners a little bit of context and a little kind of behind the scenes of your school district and what makes it so unique? Sure. Our, our school district is really a gem, I think, in the Finger Lakes area. It's it's about 20 minutes south of Rochester, just off the thruway. And it's it's closest, the closest school district to us is Canandaigua and then also Geneva on one of our other sides, a 192 square mile school district. So wow. we really, really are the center of the community. You know, we are not a bedroom community. We have, we do have people that, that drive to Rochester or surrounding areas for work, but we also have quite a bit of small businesses and farming and, and all that in our area as well. And what I think is interesting to note is that I would consider ourselves to be rural, but we're actually considered suburban because we are the first ring away from both Geneva City and Canandaigua City. So it's it's interesting when you file paperwork that we, we actually file as being a suburban district, but you would come here and say it's rural. Sure, sure. Sounds interesting. Can you then maybe give our listeners a little bit of information on kind of your leadership style and where the business administrator kind of fits into your administrative cabinet? Sure. So, you know, I've been a school superintendent for over 22 years, three different school districts. And prior to that, I was a school business official, then a school business administrator. And one of the things that I like to do is I I try to be as hands off as possible. I, I always tell people, as long as we're working within the strategic plan, I would like our administrators to create their own footprints for the for the district. Otherwise, you know, why come to work every day and spend all that time, you know, away from families and all the things that we do if, if you can't leave your mark in the end. And so I do work very, very closely with our current school business official. She's been an absolute rock star. And where we, you know, where we kind of partner capital projects, day-to-day budgeting, you know, overall programming and transportation, food service, buildings and grounds, facilities. And so I'm just looking for someone that that will probably be a true, you know, I guess, number two, for lack of a better term of the school district. Great. And, you know, you did mention the operational side of, of the job. So I'm assuming that this position will oversee the facilities, transportation, food service, all of that. Is the food service and transportation, are those in-house or are those contracted services? That's a great question. So there, all of our services are actually in-house and right now all of them have great directors. And so- oh, yeah, and so this candidate coming in would be coming into a very successful team. We also just finished negotiating all contracts, so there's no contracts to be negotiated for four more years, which I also think might be a plus for somebody coming in. 
yeah, give someone an opportunity to kind of ease into it rather than, you know, trial by fire, which is, yeah, exactly. which is always good. So how would you describe like the community and the support for the school district, you know, mainly when it comes to budget and, you know, tax levies and presentations and things like that? Yeah, it's, it's somebody asked me, you know, why do I like being at Marcus Whitman? And I've said, it is the community. They, they come together regardless of their political beliefs and, and other things that they might be arguing about on Facebook. They, they come together for causes related to children, which to us is the budget, capital projects, any kind of maintenance and upgrades. We also have a, a large kind of like a giving arm. So we have food distributions every two weeks. And this person help, kind of helps, helps out with that as well and gets to know the community on a different level besides just school. And they, you know, I've found our current business official to be, you know, very ingrained in the community just by being available and, and through the different, different things that we have. The community does like to use the facilities quite a bit. We just finished a capital project, a large one that put an indoor track and wellness center in on us. We built a second story and all that. And so we have 50 or 60 community members per night using the facility. I think that does help when it comes to budgets and that kind of thing, because they're able to use what they're paying for, Right. Um, you know, and whoever's coming in, we'll be looking at, we're looking at another capital project, probably with a December vote. So whoever's coming in, whether they have experience or not, I've, I've been doing this job a long time. So I, I have no problem helping to coach somebody through that if they've never done a capital project, or if they have done one, just working side by side with them, you know, through the specifics. That's great. You know, especially you being a former school business official, you do have that acumen and, you know, it sounds like you would be a great coach to depending on the candidate and what their, their, their skill level is. You did mention, however, the, the food distribution, I was looking on your website, you have a partnership with Foodlink. Can you kind of go into that a little bit more specifically? That sounds really interesting. Yeah. So when the pandemic first started, uh, our, our community, it's, if you were to ask me, what's the wealth of the community, I would say it's, it's higher poverty than it then probably is depicted on paper. And so when the pandemic happened, they really did rely on the school for, for everything. We, we did vaccine clinics here. We did all that. And food was, food was something that came up. And so we partnered with a organization called Food Link. And so for the past three years, we've been offering food distributions to our community every two weeks. And we get somewhere between 12 and 1300 individuals um, every two weeks to pick wow. up 80, 80 pounds of food per person. And that requires a volunteer team of about 10, 10 of us to be able to, to get food unpacked from the trucks, the cars and that kind of thing. And that has kind of sprung itself into another piece where we also do a free Thanksgiving hot grab and go dinner where we, we take donations from the community and, and our food service and our business official, myself and some others get together and we, we cook everything, we prepare everything and we serve everything hot. And that, that gets, I think we had a, a thousand people at this year's grab and go. And, you know, and for a school district that has about 1200 students, I think seeing that many people come from all, from all walks of life, uh, come to the district, I think it, it, it just exudes, I think, trust that people trust the school district and the decisions that we're making. And I think they, they want to keep things moving forward. It sounds like a wonderful program in that, you know, your district certainly is the center of the community. You know, we have a, an episode coming out in the next couple of weeks where we do speak with a food service director. And I think, you know, trying to find the silver lining of the pandemic, you know, this really demonstrated the need for the school district to provide those services. So the fact that you're partnering with an organization to kind of continue this habit is is is, is wonderful to hear. So I think what's interesting about that is, 
when you're able to do that with like a food link, you know, we're having supply chain issues with, you know, food and all of that. It has opened up doors for us as well to get a hold of other vendors. So we have not really had to alter our student lunch menus or breakfast menus that much. That's been huge for us. I mean, and as you know, if they move away from the free breakfast and lunch initiative, that that's going to have a huge hit on food service programs everywhere. But I do think we learned a lot from serving food to people. I, I always tell the story, our food link, we get, we get some usual people and I've learned, you know, who has cancer, who's, who just got married, who's got a new puppy. You, you learn all that and they come to rely on you just for that five minutes of face-to-face time where you ask them how their day's going, tell them to hang in there, give them some food and, and get them going. And, and that's just a, I don't know, I think that's what, I think that's what schools are here for, to be the center and, and to, a place for people to go to get what they need and feel supported. Absolutely. You know, even though the in the throes of the pandemic, we were supposed to be isolated from people, it seems it's brought us together a lot closer in, in different ways than maybe we otherwise would have been. You, you did speak to this a little bit prior, but could you maybe describe kind of your ideal candidate and who you're searching for in your next business administrator? Yeah. So in our posting, I mentioned school business administrator. The reason for that is I, I we have a fantastic school business official and I guess where we're geographically located, I just don't think I'm, I don't, I don't think that what I need this position to do, the school business official position, if we can find a school business official who's qualified to do all the things that we need, that's fantastic. But so are you saying civil service versus cert- certificated? Yeah, I'll, I'll take either, but I, I am, I am leaning towards school business administrator and it, I, I do, I teach the school business administrator classes for some lo- uh, for some local colleges. And so I kind of know who's kind of out there, but right. I also know that there's a lot of openings that are out there. And, you know, with us being a little more rural, there, there may be some more attractive positions financially, you know, money-wise and all that kind of stuff. So we have to make sure that what we have available for a candidate is something that they want to come and do. And I'm looking for someone who really can help to not only just oversee the operations of, you know, transportation, food, ser- food service and facilities, but also someone that can become, you know, as maybe as maybe not as ingrained in the community as I am, but but maybe, but someone who who people aren't afraid to go to, who can make decisions. Like I said, I'm not afraid to, to help teach them or help them to grow. I would like to get somebody with experience if we can find that. But if we don't, we don't. I tell people when I started as a school business official, I had zero experience. I just happened to be a teacher who was working their way up and I got put in a spot and I, I had a mentor and learned the ropes and I'm still learning the ropes today. I think we all are, you know? And so, yeah, it, it's, um, so we don't have a lot of administrators here. So every administrator that we hire, we really measure twice and cut once. We want to find the candidate that's the right fit. You know, just to kind of give you an example of that, our, our interview committee is, I think, 12 or 15 people large wow. for this position. And it comes from every slice of, of what we do here, just to make sure that people are comfortable with who we're bringing in because they, they're so relied upon for, you know, for the operations day to day. And that was going to be my next question. So how do you see the interview process playing out? Can you kind of describe what you, in the next few months, I'm guessing, and when would you like this, this person to start? Well, my current school business official leaves at the end of August. I would love to be able to have somebody by July 1st to be able to, to help sit with, sit with my current business official to help train and you know all that kind of thing. So the interview process, we don't know how many applicants we're going to get. We, we have gotten a few applicants so far. We've had the posting out for three days. And I've got a handful of applicants, I guess, depending upon the number, the number and quality of applicants that we receive, we'll either do one day of interviews and have that, have that large committee involved in that. Or we are, if, if we see that we have a lot of candidates to take a look at, 
we may break it into you know smaller committee interviews. And so I hope that those will start taking place around June 8th and will complete themselves probably by, I don't know, middle of June. And, you know, if, if I'd love July one, if I can't get that anytime sure. between anytime between July one and the end of August would be great for a start date. Great. And if someone's interested in applying, where should they go to do so? So the best thing they can do is they can go to our website, mwcsd.org. They'll, they'll be able to find the posting. They can also call Shireen Benedict, who's my assistant here, and she's at 585-554-4848. And she can help direct people as well. People are always welcome to contact me if they want to learn more about the job and what my expectations might be. My email is um, cbrown at mwcsd.org. And yeah, just looking if people just want to have conversations. Yeah, it's it's funny. I was walking the dog yesterday and a gentleman rolled up and he had a dog and we just got talking and he's, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a school superintendent. He, was, he says, oh, he said, I just finished being a school business administrator uh, downstate. And uh, oh, no kidding. Like, he's like, but I'd love to work a few more years. He's, and I said, well, it's funny you say that because we just posted for a school business administrator. Oh, really? You know, and yeah, and, yeah. Well, He's like, well, I'm going to apply. I said, okay, well, I'll be looking for your application. So you never know where you're going to get a quality. You never know where you'll get an applicant from. So I think it's, I think platforms like you're allowing us to have here are fantastic ways, I think, to, to get the word out. And, you know, you never know where someone's going to come from. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And as we were saying earlier, the, the candidate pool is getting a little bit more challenging as time goes on. There's a lot of retirements happening now and that are coming up. And I haven't seen this many vacancies you know, in the state ever. So it's, it's becoming more and more challenging. So, you know, we're happy to have you on and other districts to kind of talk a little bit more about your district. And speaking of which, I just not necessarily directly correlated to the position, but every time I see your district, it's either Marcus Whitman or Gorham Middlesex. What, what is the history behind that? Yeah. So we, we've been, we had a merger along, long, well, way before my time. And so it was always known as the Gorham Middlesex Central School District. But when the, when the last merger happened, they kind of changed their name to Marcus Whitman. So we, when you're reading state reports, you'll see Gorham Middlesex, you'll see Marcus Whitman, you'll see a combination of the two. And, and it does get a little bit of, con, a little bit confusing. Luckily for the people who live here, it's not confusing, but from the right. outside, even when I applied here, it was a little bit confusing when I was trying to do my uh, district scan, you know, and, and get ready to get ready to interview and all that. I had to get information from, from different sources. I, I think to your point about the candidate pool, it's, you know, again, I, I do teach a lot of these courses and I do find that school finance is, is the one thing that I think administrators are most afraid of. Right. But what I try to tell people is, you know, I started in a school district of a thousand that became 500 when, when two businesses closed and I was school business official and then administrator and then superintendent of that school. And then I went to a school that had 5,500 kids and was superintendent. And then, you know, here where I've got about 1200 students, the I think what I try to teach people is it's, it's all the same, just the mm -hmm. scale kind of changes, you know, and absolutely. And I think nowadays there are so many people out there that can help. You've got ASBO is a great resource. We've got Questar is a great resource. We have our colleagues as great resources. So I, I would never want to have someone not try it because I, I think that they can get there. I'm working with someone right now who's in their first uh, month, first two months of being a school business official. And my job is to get them to be very, very good by July. And, it, you know, just it, it's a step-by-step -step process, but a lot of the things are, are transferable too. So, you know, if you start learning something, it, 
it doesn't matter what size school you're in. It's, it's all kind of the same. And that's where I think people think it's different. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just personally speaking, it's not a job I ever thought I would be doing, but I absolutely love it now that I've been doing it for, you know, six or so years. And in my experience, it's not even so much the finance piece that is consuming a lot of your time. It's everything else with capital projects, operations, and, and things like that. So, well, Chris, thank you for your time today and best of luck in your candidate search. I, I hope you find the uh, individual you're looking for. Maybe when you're walking the dog, who knows? Try, try. Well, I appreciate the time and, and have, a, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Thank you.